Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. All right, fellas, uh, Valentine's Day just around the corner, and it's possibly the one day of the year you do want to get caught with your pants down. That sounds like a Todd Fritz line. And if that does happen, you want to make sure that you're wearing Tommy John, the most stylish, comfortable, functional underwear out there. I've worn a lot of different brands of underwear, and Tommy John is by far the best. I actually have four pairs of it with me here in Miami for the uh, for the big game. Uh, and what better way to show how much you care than by replacing your old-fashioned tattered underwear, something you can both be proud of, that's Tommy John. And when you're in Tommy John underwear, uh, the legs never ride up, the waistband never rolls down, it's impossible to get a wedgie, which is <laughs> really annoying. Uh, and for the lady in your life, Tommy John has officially ended visible panty lines. How about that? What a bonus. Uh, plus, they have the most comfortable bras on the planet to complete her look. See, that's what I'm talking about. Get your lady a very comfortable bra. It'll pay off. Uh, so, if you're looking for the perfect gift set, uh, Tommy John right now has limited Valentine's Day underwear and loungewear gift sets for both him and her. Plus, all sets are 10% off. Shop limited edition Valentine's Day gift sets and get 20% off your first order when you go to TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. That's TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Filling in for Dan, Atlantic gets the center from the Mercedes Studios in Los Angeles. It's Jason Smith and Rob Parker. Welcome inside Hour 2. Happy Friday. The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes today. My show heard nights here on Fox. Rob, every day with Chris Broussard, who joined us last hour to talk NBA trade deadline. So we turn the page from yesterday and the teams that won, the teams that lost, into a big weekend that is not going to include the Oscars for Rob Parker. What was the last movie you went to see? Unforgiven in the theaters? Was that the last one? Um, Top Gun, the first one? Was that the last one you went to see? It's been a while. All right. Think, you know what? I think I went to a movie this year. You know, I did see uh, Just Mercy. Is it? Oh, the with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Is okay. That what it, yeah. Just Mercy? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, I saw one movie, and I can't remember the name of it. And it was, <laughs> But it was very good. It, it was very, very good. Michael B. Jordan was outstanding. I did enjoy it. Uh, that's the movie I saw. All right, that's the one. You what, one movie a year, whether you like it or not. So the Connecticut is that in uh, running for the Oscar? Uh, no, think so. okay. no, it's not. Okay, but, but you know, if more people like you went to go see it. You know, and just maybe. You know, yeah, I mean, if you go see one movie all year, maybe if you put it out on Twitter, make I, it. Trust I used Mercy. to watch movies. It used to be like when I was young and dating. I used to go out for a movie date night and all mm -hmm. that, and get something to eat. I used to be all into that. <laughs> You know, I just, uh, I don't, I'm just, you know, now I'd rather go to uh, Antarctica and spend my time. No movies. I like how you said, I like to go, I used to go out and have dates and get something to eat. Like the date wasn't the big part. It was going out to eat. Like right. you said, hey, would you like to go out to dinner? Well, yes. Oh, my God. Rob Parker. Listen, so we're going to go to this restaurant and this is what I'm going to have. This is going to, this right. is going to hurt. This is going to make you laugh because only <laughs> you, you will appreciate it. But uh, back in those days, we would go to a movie and Beefsteak Charlie's. Do you remember Beefsteak Charlie? Do you remember Beefsteak Charlie? Yes, yeah. That's where I learned what sangria was. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
And, and they used to have it, it was an old uh, steak place uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was around the country or not. Beef steak. I, I don't know. I don't know that it was. But, it was, but it, was, it was in New York. <laughs> and it used to always be like uh, they used to have free shrimp too. You remember you had to eat the peel and eat shrimp. And the commercial was like it was like people always going shrimp. Oh shrimp! Yeah, shrimp, eating all the shrimp and getting filled, and then the guy would come with your steaks. He go, "Your steaks," and you go, "Steaks." <laughs> I don't even think it comes up in Google. Beef steaks, garlic. <laughs> wow! But speaking of New York, it's where we want to start here with our look back at the trade deadline. Watch the Lakers lose last night. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. And call me crazy, and call me. Pollyanna, call me someone who is untethered to reality. I've been called worse. But after the trade deadline yesterday and the big deal that goes down, the Knicks send Marcus Morris to the Clippers, not to the Lakers. They get back Mo Harkless. They get a first-round pick back. Even though it won't be a great first Right, it doesn't matter. I really believe the Knicks, and this this shows you where the Knicks are at. I really believe it's a great day because they have hit rock bottom. This is rock bottom. They have hit rock bottom, and now they're going to start to dig their way back up. Because for a long time it's been, you can't say they hit rock bottom. So we hit rock bottom, and we're going to keep digging. No, no, no. Get the blasters out. We're going to keep digging. We're at rock bottom. But firing Steve Mills and... Getting the first-round pick they got from the Clippers, they now have four first-round picks in the next two years. And if the Knicks are smart, and I think this is the way they're going, they are so valuable, not to dra- not to use them to draft players, because the Knicks can't draft, don't draft players, is they're going to use these because these are incredible assets to gain in trades to get star players from other teams. Because free agents aren't walking through the door to New York. I, I was just right? going to say, I hope they're not, not banking coming. on free agents. No, no, they're not coming. But you got to be able to trade for James ones. James Dolan either... has done enough damage. People just, players don't want to come play in Madison Square Garden. Of course. That's why, that's why you got to grab them and make them come. You know, until they come, you got to say, listen, come on. Look, it's, it's one thing to say, hey, I got a great bar here. Look, we got we got big screen TVs. We got comfortable chairs. We got wings. We got wings. We got, we got five different kinds of wings. And people would say, oh, okay, but, you know, all right, that's a nice bar, but I'm going to go do something else. When you put out a sign saying happy hour every day from 3 to 7 and wings are half price or they're 10-cent wings, that gets everybody, ah, now I'm suddenly, you made me come in. you got to make somebody come to New York, not to the point where you're kidnapping them like it's, you know, Celtic Pride and Stamen Wayans, but you have to say, all right, how do we get star players? And you can do it one of two ways. At the trade deadline, like the Cavaliers did yesterday with Andre Drummond, how are they ever going to get an all-star caliber player? They're not. But when teams want to move on from high-priced players that are really good, you need to use the trade deadline as this is how we're going to get those players to come in because we're going to make deals for them. Now, the Knicks getting these first-round picks in the offseason, they can call the T-Wolves and say, hey, you know what? Carl Anthony Towns not working out for you? Hey, we'll bring him here. We got the first round picks to make this trade happen. We can make the salaries match. We have expiring deals. We got a lot of guys on one and two year contracts. And that's how you do it. And the Knicks make trades for the star players to come in because you know they're not coming free agent-wise. And that's what I mean. I feel like they have hit rock bottom. And now, okay, we're gathering and we know what we're going to do. Now, you're climbing out of that pit like you're, I'm um, going to say, like you're Bane in, in Dark Knight. But that, that would be lost on you. So, you're But that's op- that pit you have to drive out of. You're pretty optimistic. I would just say, you know, who who is it and, and would they be willing to sign even if they came? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I get you getting, like, even Andre Drummond. Is it guaranteed he's going to stay in Cleveland? Because I, I think he has what? Uh, well, he had a player's op- option. Mm-hmm. 
uh, for next year so he could decide that I don't want to be in Cleveland or they don't have anything going on here. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know how much value he really has. He's kind of like a throwback. If this was 20 years ago, Andre Drummond would be the player you would want, but you don't play like that anymore. But, he, but he's still an all-star player no, that I, you I, can try to fit. Look, you can't You can't be – every team can't just throw open their doors and say, hey, come play for us. You know, every team can't be the Nets or the Clippers or the Lakers and, oh, I want to go I want to go play there because of just their brand or who they are. You kind of – not beggars can't be choosers, but, all right, this is – you'd like to have all these other players available, but you don't. So you got to make do with what's out there. So – if Andre Drummond isn't your A choice, but he may be your B choice, if he if you can get him, that's how you get him. And you get him in the building and you try to convince him for a year to say, hey, we got things going on here pretty well. Why don't you stay? Now, maybe they leave. If they leave, okay, that's money you don't have to pay him anymore. No, I get and if it. they stay, you have an all-star player. And you don't, and you don't want you don't want players who don't want to be there anyway. So, you know what I mean? Like, if you... If, you can't you can't convince people to uh, stick around. They got to really want to buy in. But you're right. You get a chance for a year to sell them on what's happening and what's going on, and that probably is the best way because free agents apparently aren't coming to Madison Square Garden because because they had the money that that franchise went from. And you know this because you're a Knicks fan. That that franchise went from getting the first pick in the draft after a horrendous season, right, thinking uh-huh. that they were going to get Zion, and then having enough money to add. Uh, uh, Kyrie mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant, and neither one of them wanted any part. I mean, that, that's where it went. And yeah. so Dolan, Dolan, and where he is with that franchise, I just the current crop of players. Unless there's some kid from New York who just wants to play for the Knicks, I don't know if that's ever going to turn around. And don't forget what he did to Charles Oakley, which a lot of players saw. And it rubbed them the wrong way. Yeah, Chris Mullins not walking through that door to go want to go play right. for the Knicks. Look, and that's that's the thing. That's why you got to make players come and trade for them and try to convince them we are going to turn things around now. That's why you have to do that because the thing about sports. This is the great part about sports. It's also the bad part if you have a bad owner. Is that whatever team you root for, whoever your favorite team is, if your quarterback stinks. Eventually, he's going to be replaced, right? If you have a bad head coach, Adam Gase, if you have a bad head coach doesn't know what they're doing, eventually they're going to get fired. If you have a bad GM that can't make moves, Mitch Kupchak, you are eventually going to be replaced, right? That's going to happen. Yep. But if you have a bad owner, you're stuck because the owner ain't selling. The owner's making money. He's keeping this team. He doesn't care because he. This is cachet. I I am one of a in a fraternity of thirty other people in the entire world. I am keeping this team. James Dolan's not selling the Nets, right? And don't forget this. He's not doing it. Madison Square Garden is on top of Penn Station. You are not selling that franchise. No, I, I would I like. Right? I would like somebody to come in and say, "Listen, I'll buy the Knicks. You keep MSG, and we'll figure out money that I pay you and see if that works." But right now, he's but not selling the team. It'll and never they, have a, they have a negative I- image, and you can't get past that unless you go and you make the trades for the players to bring them in. And you know, certain teams won yesterday by doing that, and the Knicks are trying to win by doing that, saying, "All right, Marcus Morris is a guy who was really good for us, and he was tough defensively. He was a leader. He found a newfound scoring touch. He's hitting threes. Hey, he's a big. But you know what? We got to move on. We got to get that draft capital that's going to m- enable us to make a trade to bring in a star player. And that's how it's got to be done." Because James Dolan, no one's going to come play for him unless you have to. 
And so, but go there and be able to say, okay, we're restarting the culture. We're going to bring in, whether it's Mark Jackson or somebody else to be your new head coach. And we're starting, okay, now we got things going in the right direction. And then the Knicks become more of a destination. Now, you know, what, what's your, what, what would be your, uh, the odds of Mark Jackson getting that job? Because, because. If it is Rose, Leon Rose, mm-hmm. who's going to be that, that, that's all the reports, is that he's going to be named the president of the uh, Knicks. And then he has a, a relationship with John Calipari, right? So that might be, that might be like, his name will probably come up. But what do you think choices are, uh, the chances of Mark Jackson being the uh, head coach? Well, I, I the think Knicks? they have great chances of it. Look, you? Wow. You, you can look back and say he started the building of the Golden State Warriors. This is a former Nick New York guy, right? St. John's, From New Brooklyn. York Knicks, right? He, he's the guy to come in. I get New York. I understand. Still high profile in which the players all know who he is because of his broadcasting career. You know how far back really, I go with Mark? Yeah, I covered him at St. John's. I was a Daily News beat writer. Were you really? For, for, that uh, was when they wore short shorts. That's, that was short shorts. Can I give you the beat writers <laughs> who covered the team back then? You ready? Sure, go ahead. So I, I was working for the Daily News. Yeah. Bill Roden, the esteemed columnist, long time at the mm-hmm. New York Times, covered St. John's for the New York Times, and Michael Kay, the Yankee announcer, covered for the New York Post. Those were the, we were the three guys wow. on the beat. on the St. John's beat, and I think I, I probably my career was worst of, of the three. <laughs> Wound up being worst. Well, but, you're sitting here next to me now. Well, today. that's this, okay. this is where I got today you. is an upgrade. <laughs> but can you believe those were the beat guys? Yeah. We covered. Uh, Mark Jackson, Walter Berry, Lou Carnesecca was the coach. Mm-hmm. This was all back then. I had, uh, you know, really funny, just to tell you the story real fast. We have a new intern that started on the show this past week, and he came in and he says, hey, I want to tell you, you know, because I've been doing this now for a while. A long time, sure. And uh, he said to me, hey, I want to tell you, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. And now he's like a senior in college and getting ready, you know, got like two degrees coming and everything else. Right. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, oh, man. I'll tell you, when I was little, there was a summer my mom took my PlayStation away, and so all I could do was listen to the radio. I started listening to your program, and I was a big fan. I go, Wait, when was he? Was oh, this is like I was I was like you know ten years old, and I'm going okay, and now here he is, and now he's turning, and right. now he's going to go out, he's going to you know take over the world, and you know start his own internet company, and it's going to be it is, okay, great, yeah, it's okay, I feel old now. It, it, it is kind of scary when you when you hear that, but you have been on for a long time. Well, well, that's how I used to get listeners, which was you know I had to I had to count on parents taking. Playstations away from their kids, and they, I, I got no choice but to turn on the radio and listen to me. Because I remember listening to you with my transistor underneath the pillow at night. You know, with what is that noise I hear? Turn that off. In 1917, right? <laughs> Cooking on a Traeger grill is like hitting a hole in one every time you step up to the T. That's because with set it and forget it convenience and Wi-Fi control, you're guaranteed perfect results every time you fire it up. Head to your local dealer or visit TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. That's TraegerGrills.com slash DP show to get yours today. This week's big recipe, smoked seafood paella by Amanda Haas. Now we got more on the NBA trade deadline coming up. Lakers, uh, really quick. They lose last night to the Rockets. The Rockets' small ball lineup, led by James Harden, taking the opening tip, wins the game by 10. It's starting to get concerning that the Lakers can't beat the best teams in the NBA. And this is why they failed the deadline by not going out to get somebody to either get Marcus Morris, to get a shooter, to give you more reliable scoring, because when it comes to the playoffs, they're really thin. And you're playing second round of the playoffs into the conference finals. 
It can't just be LeBron and AD, and you have nobody else you can really count on that are going to step up. Nobody else scared. Nobody else you got to worry about on the Lakers besides LeBron and AD. No doubt about it. And Kyle Kuzma still, the, the role, he's not fully accepted it. And he's been very inconsistent this year. That's why his name was even mentioned. And had it been a, a more friendly deal where they didn't have to give up Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma might not be on this team. Just, you know what I mean mm-hmm. today? So if you're the Lakers, I agree with you. You might have two of the best three players in the league right now, but do you have a full squad that will be able to compete with a team like the Clippers that are 10 deep and have dog in them and, and, and uh, aren't afraid to go up against the big boys? And they got three closers, Lou Williams, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, do you, you know? like, And they have Doc Rivers, who already won a championship. And I think Doc Rivers did his best job coaching a year ago uh, when, when they won 48 games and made the playoffs and took two games from the Warriors, if you remember. And they traded their in, best player middle of the season. Exactly. And they still Tobias made the playoffs. Yep, and they still made it, and they still pushed uh, Golden State. They won two games up in Oakland. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker, FS1, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Coming up next, hey, A.J. Hinch has resurfaced. Wait till we tell you what the disgraced Astros manager had to say about the Astros World Series. Plus, this Kobe controversy is really getting out of control. we got more on these stories coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Fox Sports Radio, happy Friday. The Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker. In for Dan and the Danettes this morning. we got more on the NBA trade deadline coming up. Got a couple of big NFL stories coming your way later on this hour. If you like the NFL, there could be more of it coming soon. And I don't mean like, you know, the XFL starting this weekend. I mean, no, there's actually going to be more NFL coming. No, I like the NFL. Oh, cool. I, I thank you. Oh, that's good. Something, you, want you, you to talk sports for a living. I like the NFL. I don't want you to think that I hate everything. <laughs> You know, just because I'm not watching the Oscars or I'm not watching the XFL, but I love the NFL. All right, good. Rob Parker loves the NFL. That's breaking news here this morning. Well, here you know, the show. some national sports people said they don't watch the NFL. Yeah, I, I think that's fake news. I don't think anybody doesn't watch the NFL. I agree with you. It's like wanting to say something cool at a party. No, I don't watch the NFL. You know what I watch? I watch PBS. I watch all public pro. I don't watch Netflix or streaming or Amazon. No, no, no. I watch PBS, and that's it. I let my kids watch PBS Kids, and that's the only thing on the television in my house. That's right. Meanwhile, it's late night Cinemax that's on at everybody's house. Unbelievable. Although, like I say, you know what? Cinemax to be called Skinemax. They don't have those movies anymore. No, no. I think because adult film industry is more readily available. 
So they don't have it anymore. I'm mean, sure go, go when I go home at night or during the day and I'm looking for movies, I can go to Cinemax and know that I'm going to get legit movies. And now, yeah. Well, things have changed. Everybody can get whatever they want in their house on their <laughs> iPad. Jason, I think you told me that before the show, right? I, you can I, get I, whatever you want. I I don't know if I told you that, Rob, but uh, okay, I think that's how it goes. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker FS1. Uh, We got Karan Butler coming up this time next hour on the show to talk NBA with us, so looking forward to that. Uh, Meanwhile, this Kobe Bryant story uh, that's come up in the days since the the fatal helicopter accident killed him and and, and eight others. We get the news yesterday that, there's going to be a service memorial for Kobe at Staples Center on February 24th. Apropos, the jersey numbers of both he and Gianna, 2 and 24. The backdrop to this, we also get a couple of stories, one involving a principal in Washington who was put on administrative leave because of what she tweeted out in her Facebook saying that Kobe Bryant deserved his death for the rape case back in 2003 in Eagle, Colorado. I just really... I, like, you, went, you went on Facebook and put that somebody deserved their death when nine people total, including a number of kids. Like, like how insensitive could you be? Oh, and that's the whole point of that's, this now. Because now you have the Gail King situation, CBS News, where she's got an interview with Lisa Leslie, uh, former WNBA star. They talk about many things, including her relationship with Kobe Bryant. And they've been sensationalizing the Eagle Colorado aspect of Kobe Bryant's life and promos. Gail King doesn't like that, didn't like the fact, thought it was salacious, got a lot of blowback for it, put a message out on social media saying, I disagree with CBS doing this and, and why they're pushing this angle of it. It's just part of the story. And I get it. All right. Now, I understand that that Eagle Colorado, this is a legit conversation to have about Kobe Bryant and his legacy. It's part of who he is. And right. when a case like that ends as ambiguously as it does, it offers everybody to make their own conclusions. And there's going to be... People who believe one way about Kobe, there's going to be people who believe another way about Kobe. But in the aftermath of what happened, you had the Washington Post reporter who an hour after the the helicopter crashed wanted to make sure everybody remembered what happened in Eagle, Colorado. She linked the story, right? Yeah, you had Evan Rachel Wood, an actress who's on Westworld, tweet out, Kobe was a great player. He was also a rapist, and and people are, you know, getting getting on her on social media, and, and people are doubling down on this. And I get, I get this as part of who he is. And now we're moving towards the part where people want to have the Eagle Colorado conversation and how to remember Kobe because it's been wall-to-wall Kobe coverage. And there's two things on this. Number one is if you're upset with the amount of coverage Kobe Bryant is getting, I'm sorry, but it is a huge, huge story. This story is incredibly big. It's like Princess Diana. It's like John Lennon. You have very few icons for whatever reason, their life and their death are just so incredibly overwhelming, well, and it's hard to find the new normal for it. I still can't believe he's gone. That's my. I'm, I still can't believe that he was still so prevalent. He was a superstar that it was still making news. He made news two days before the helicopter crash, talking about players in the WNBA that could play in the NBA. So I get that if you're upset that Kobe is making big news, you're seeing people say good things about him. I understand, but... Nine people died. This was not Kobe in a one-car accident where he drove off the road at night. This is nine people, including three kids, including his own daughter. And everything you've seen after in the aftermath has been Kobe and Gianna, Kobe and Gianna. And to, to say, I want to talk about this now, 
there's a smell test that things pass when you go, you know what, now is time to have this conversation. And it's not time to have it when the bodies just got released back to the family so they can have services. It's a place and a time for it. And right now is not the time to say, all right, remember this part of it. We're getting there. But I feel like this is this is still way too much. And, and are people tweeting this out and talking about it because they want clicks, because they want it for their own personal gain? Or do they really want to have this conversation? I don't know what the big motivation is there. As a journalist and a person who you know wrote for a newspaper for a long time in my career, and that's what I started as, that, that is a part of his story. People don't like it. People, when people die, especially... Jason, a popular, iconic guy who's 41 years old, had everything to live for. I get it. But but to act like that wasn't a part of his uh, story is just disingenuous. And it's not. there's nothing wrong with in talking about – when I read the, his – did you read the piece in the New York Times about his life? Mm-hmm. It was in there. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't write around it. They didn't act like it didn't happen. It wasn't the lead. I would have a problem if it's the lead – can, uh, nearly convicted rapist Kobe Bryant uh, died. Like, right. like, like, I would have a problem with that. Yeah, that's over the top. But to have that, that at some point in his life, uh, like I think if if what had happened with Kobe Bryant back then happened now or closer to today with the Me Too and all the other stuff going on, it would be totally a different situation than it was back then. Remember. He wasn't suspended from the team. The NBA allowed him to continue to play and mm-hmm. use the Lakers team playing. That would never happen today. He was going to court in the morning right, and, and playing, playing games at, at night. Right. Yeah. He wasn't suspended by David Stern, right? Uh, nothing. So it's a different time, but it's a part of the story. If someone wants to include it, uh, I don't have an issue with that being included. I don't think it's the lead. And I get what Gail King's saying, like, it's a part of an interview, but people, you know, you know, you, you want to put out stuff that's going to attract people. And you've seen all the uh, Aaron Hernandez stuff, right? Mm-hmm. What are they playing up more than anything? Oh, he had this gay guy and uh, boyfriend in prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Because cause we know kind of the story, but when you hear that, it's like, what? Oh wait, wait a minute. Maybe I will watch because it. it's something new. It's, it's something, something new, new. You heard about it, exactly. But this is. But but when I see the way it's been treated so far, I look. I like think I he's said, got mostly. It's, po- it's, it's legit. Been, it's been incredibly positive. It's been, it's been incredibly, incredibly positive. positive. Because it ended. Look, I remember covering it. Like I lived through it, and I was doing national radio, and I remember hearing details that we talked about on the air. Details we talked about off the air. Some of them were not pretty. And there were days when I went, boy. This looks really bad for Kobe. And there are days I said, boy, this looks really bad for her. That was just the way it went. The L.A. Times wrote a big column yesterday revisiting and saying, why was there no trial? And they went to all different reasons. And there was, you know, there's Kobe's apology and how bad things looked for him and the payout he had to give her. she got paid and she decided that she wasn't going to uh, testify. And this is what's happened. And you know this, Jason. uh, What they've done in a lot of places is – a lot of women who get uh, uh, physically abused by their boyfriend, husband, or whatever, often are so terrified they won't even they won't testify. Right. And now they won't even they don't even need them their testimony to to go forward with a case. They go by what the police say, the, you know, physical mm-hmm. evidence, the bruises. They don't need the woman to get up there to say it anymore because so many women were petrified at at testifying and stuff like this. Uh, but in this case, it was obvious. I don't think Kobe wanted that trial to go through, right? 
and have all that stuff be on the record in a court of law. There's a big difference between rumors and hearing stuff mm-hmm. and having it on the record in, in, in a court of law. And not knowing what could come Am out. Am I right? You don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. And not know, yeah, because, look, the L.A. Times piece talked about Kobe's side, you know, the, the side of Kobe, why things look so bad for him. And then it went on to the fact that why, why did, was there no trial? And the lawyers for the victim were they weren't crazy about putting her on the stand. And then she they had like know a, that she her, would rep- be, her reputation right. wasn't the, the best. Right. They 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 went through with the DNA uh, when, when she went for her exam, and there was a lot of things. Look, neither I don't think either person would have gone through that trial, and it would have been absolute innocence or absolute guilt. It would have been bad for everybody. It would have been bad for Kobe bad, because I just remember how the trial would have been and how it, how it went. And so when it ends the way it does, right, it ended very ambiguously with there's no trial and and here's a settlement in the civil suit and everybody moves on. Everybody, you've had 15 years to figure out how you felt about Kobe Bryant. And when this comes up, and like I said, this is a legitimate conversation. Oh, no. Because it's part of who he is. Just like like all the charity stuff he did that he didn't didn't know about. All the good stuff he did with girls basketball. I get all that. And that should be included as well. And him being a champion for women's basketball. Uh, but you can't do an old bit or a story about him and not include that. That's a big part of his life. But do you, do you want to include the conversation or do you want to just point out, remember this happened? Because I don't know what people are, what they're pointing out, like the, the high profile people on social media are saying. They just want to point out this happened. Now, do you want to have a conversation and go, you shouldn't be idolizing Kobe Bryant the way you are? Should this conversation be, hey, we want to make him the logo of the NBA? Remember what happened back in Eagle, Colorado? There's a time and a place for it. And right, like I said, it passes the smell test. And right now, is that time to have that conversation? Not quite. We're still mourning all the victims in this. A whole family is almost gone no, I, from this. I, and, and you can't just pick and choose, well, here's Kobe who died. And, and well, I'm, I'm going to ignore the other people because I want to talk about Kobe. But we talk about Kobe because he's the highest profile person that was involved in this accident. And he, it's, you know, it's sports. It's what we do for a living. But you, to have that conversation, we got to have it. we right. got to have it. So, I just don't think now is that time. Is it a week from now, two weeks from now? We'll know when it's the time for Did that. You have right a, now so not. you had a problem with Gail King even asking the question in, in, at this time or no? No, part of it, but it, that's part of the interview. But okay. here, here's what we're doing to sell the interview. No, I get, I get that, know? and that's nothing that she had. She doesn't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? There are people who are the producers and all that stuff who, who, do, who d- decide what they're going to do and what piece they're going to put out. We know that we got an A.J. Hinch interview coming up, mm-hmm. right? And Tom Verducci sat down. is going to be on MLB Network tonight. And what is it? The, the piece they pulled out was that we should question the Astros championship. Okay, yep. that, that piques your interest, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If it was just he's sorry or he didn't know what was going on or whatever, I don't, I don't know if I'm as interested. For him to say that you should question their championship, I might tune in for the surest way to win this Valentine's is with our new partner, 1-800-Flowers. Right now, get 18 red roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for just $10 more. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code PATRICK. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, enter the code PATRICK. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes. As you mentioned, we'll have more NBA coming up. A.J. Hinch and the interview he did, finally breaking his silence, the disgraced Astros manager who was fired in the wake of the breaking story in Major League well, Baseball. I'm glad you said that. The Astros. he is a disgraced Astros manager. Well, he, there's not, there's nothing else to call him. He's a disgraced Astros manager. Uh, 
he was caught up in the sign-stealing scandal of the Astros, didn't do enough to stop it, and the first thing Rob Manfred did was announce his suspension for Major League Baseball, and then a couple hours later, the Astros fired him. You mentioned the interview he did. It's going to air tonight, and he was asked, does this championship that you won in 2017, is it tainted by this new scandal? Unfortunately, we opened that door as a group, and that question I may never be answered. We may never know. Um, and we're going to have to to live and move forward and be 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 better better in the sport. But um, unfortunately, no one can really answer that question. I, I can't pinpoint what advantages or what 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 happened or what exactly would have happened otherwise. But we did it to ourselves. Okay, wait. I can answer. It had a lot to do. Look at the home road splits of all your hitters, like Jose Altuve. Have you seen Altuve's really? home and road splits? It's like it's like four twenty at home, one twenty on the road. And you remember, and you remember if uh, correctly, that was when they remember they lost the games in New York to the Yankees. Remember they lost, mm-hmm. and then at home they they won all the games. I mean, it was. And if I'm a Dodger fan, I'm, I'm, I'm salty as well, you know. Uh, 2017 uh, MLB champion, Dodge. They've they got two parades coming, 2017 and 2018. And then Just Al- back-to-back. Alice Cora takes that same show on the road, and same thing. I, I asked, you know, if this Mookie uh, Betts trade goes through, you know, is there is Alex Cora cheated to be named later? Is that a part of the oh, deal? Oh, look at you. No, I think that was the penalty was the Red Sox were going to trade Mookie Betts to the Padres, and they said, no, no, you got to make amends and trade him to the Dodgers. All right, that's could part you, of our penalty. Because you owe the Dodgers. You owe the Dodgers that. Right. Look, A.J. Hinch clearly is in that mode, and, and all of us do this in our lives. Whenever something bad happens. I'm glad he did the interview, though. He could have yeah. run and hide for a year and, and not be heard from. I think it's better when you get out in front of it. But is he getting out in front of it by saying, I don't know what kind of impact this had? When clearly, when your pit batters know what's coming, it's a lot easier. When you go to that length of we're putting in an electronic sign-stealing system and you play the I'm Jolie the manager card, I couldn't stop this, no one believes you. No, he's, but- at the po- wait, he's at the point in his life, and all of us do this, right? When something happens in our lives that's bad that we're responsible for. What do we try to do at some point? We try to rationalize why it happened and that it's not really our fault. A.J. Hinch is at this point where who knows what he's going to do in baseball again. Is he going to manage again? Maybe in a couple of years somewhere. I'm not so sure of that. He's at that point where I need to reconcile with myself because I am a World Series champion. And I'm not going to walk around every day going, it was tainted. So I'm going to convince myself that I don't know what kind of impact this had. Altuve still had to hit the baseball even though he knew what was coming, well, which is know. the old PED argument. Well, so he's right. in that point of denial where I'm going. I still want to walk around and not just feel crappy every day that we won and we won by cheating. So I'm going to convince myself that I don't know what we did had any impact on the game. Only problem is, I, I get it. If you told me they won every game at home, they didn't win every game at home, even with the cheating scandal, you know, with knowing what's coming. So that's the part that makes it hard. That's why you can't go automatically and say, well, we, we should just turn the championship over to the Dodgers. Not that the Dodgers or their fans would want it that way, but they didn't win every game using that cheating system. So okay, think, so they won three-quarters of their no, games. No, but, but I'm just saying. They won 80% of their games. That That's the only reason. And they still could have. Uh, it doesn't mean that another team couldn't have beaten them at some point. All I'm saying is I get it, cheating, it helped them. I'm not denying that. But it's a reason why you can't take the championship 
And I don't think that that would work for Major League Baseball. No, I think you, you, you can easily take the championship and you can not award really? it to anybody. Yeah, well, you can well, say no year. But Rob Manfred, and look, Rob Manfred and Adam Silver are two of the new age commissioners of which they want to do nothing. They want to do nothing but grow the game and have great reputations, right? Adam Silver wants to do a little bit less than Rob Manfred, but Rob Manfred, I guarantee you, he thought, I'm taking care of this. Here's a suspension for Hinch. Here's a suspension for Jeff Luno, and I'm taking care of it. And instead what happened was it mushroomed out of control to the point where an hour, an hour after this broke, what was the biggest topic online? Put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame because you're not taking care of cheaters enough. This got completely out of his control because Manfred doesn't want to be the guy where the first line of his Wikipedia page is Rob Manfred, who presided over MLB, taking a World Series away from a team for the first time, blah, blah, blah. That would be his legacy, and he wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to be the guy to say, you're going to look back at my, my reign, and it's going to be pace of play, but mainly it's going to be he took the World Series away. He presided over a dark time in Major League Baseball. He wasn't going to be that guy. I'm not going to wear it, so I'm going to have the suspension, and then whatever happens after, it gets out of my control, and I don't care. That's why he didn't do anything. Yeah, I, I, I just, I've never been into it, even when college used to do it and, and the Olympics and taking away medals and stuff that we watched. To tell me that Reggie Bush wasn't the uh, Heisman Trophy winner, you know, you could tell me that all you want, but I watched that season. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm not fully into that. I don't think that changes anything. That doesn't take their memory away from me. I, I think you just got to penalize the organization, but I- I'm not into taking championships away. Wait, didn't you lose a writing award because you stole adjectives from Michael Kay How'd you from know one that? of your columns? I thought they did that to you, back. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca Rob at Rob Parker FS1 Jason Smith Rob in for Dan Patrick today coming up next we got two big NFL stories if you like more NFL we're about to get it and is one of the best running backs in the game on the trading block that's more right here on Fox Sports Radio hey it's Paulie Paps from the Dan Patrick Show we've got an awesome podcast to tell you about today it's the big podcast with Shaq of course it's big tune in every week as Shaq and his crew cover sports entertainment and a lot more with Shaq that's the only way the Diesel does it. The show is full of laughs and amazing stories. Stay tuned to the end of this episode from a great clip from the big podcast with Shaq. Then be sure to subscribe on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast listening apps so you don't miss an episode. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes today. My show heard nights here on Fox. Rob, every afternoon with Chris Broussard on The Odd Couple. And we have more NBA. We'll take a look back at the trade deadline coming up in a few minutes, including what the Clippers did way better than the Lakers, and they took a page out of the New York Yankees playbook for that. But two big NFL stories. 
came up yesterday in the wake of the Super Bowl. The first one, the NFL has given the NFLPA a deadline as to whether or not they're going to accept a 17-game regular season. They got to tell everybody, they gotta, we got to stay and know by March if they're going to accept a 17-game regular season. Don't do it, NFL Players Association. Don't do it unless there's only there's two things that would make me take a 17th game. Okay. You got to give me lifetime health care. Okay. And you got to give me guaranteed contracts. That's the only way I'll take a 17th game. Okay, those are two things that are not happening. Well, but, but, but those but are the two things that it has to be. You can get better health care. You can get better benefits. It's ridiculous right? that, they, that they don't have lifetime health care. And you do you know what the current policy is? That five years after you get out of the league, you get five years of health care. Mm-hmm. And then nothing. Of all sports where you need health care, you don't, if you're a 30-year-old, tw- uh, right, you're out the league five years, Jason, you're 35 years old, the NFL gives you coverage for the next five years, you're 40. What about the rest of your life? That's when you really need the health care. How about if you just had a cup of coffee and a sweet roll with somebody and you get out of the league at 27? Five years after that, 32, that's when I get my health care? What about when I'm 52 or 62? It's bad. And the and the, and I'm telling you. You should take over for Demora Smith. You'd be more effective in a room. Dude, I think, let me you. tell you something. I would get them some stuff because I, but you got to be together. The reason that they get walked over all the time is that the players aren't willing to fight for it, Jason. you well, got to fight for it. The NFL owners want 17 games for one reason and one reason only. More money. They're greedy. It has nothing to do. They're supposed to be about uh, about uh, worrying about player safety. Another regular season game is not good for player safety because I'm putting people out there in harm's way. All because uh, a preseason game, you know this is local TV money, which is nothing for those games, right, compared to having another game around the league, right, everybody having another game for Week 17, adding into the pot for – for Fox and ESPN and CBS and NBA. I get it. I do get why they want another game, but it's based on greed. If you want that so bad, take care of us. I'd rather the NFL give out real two-year, three-year guaranteed contracts. Jason, if you're not good, then they don't have to worry about paying you. And if you are good... Then you got to re-up the guy and give him money. What's wrong with a real contract? Rather than these bogus, oh, yeah, they just signed so-and-so for $110 million. But the signing bonus is $40 million. That's what the contract is. It's $40 million. It's not $110. Give people real guaranteed contracts. What they're afraid of is that Joe Blow is going to ball out and then they have to pay him later. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so it's it's they get both ways. And the same thing with health care. That shouldn't be an issue. Roger Goodell has lifetime health care. Doesn't play one down. Why does he have lifetime health care? It's, it's how? How can you live with yourself if you're an owner? Are you putting these guys out there who are basically having car crashes, Jason, every, every uh, three minutes, right? You're in a car crash. Take care of the players, and I believe that they will give you what you want.
See, here's where you and I would be great in the negotiating room because you'd be full of the fire and brimstone, and I walk in and I would say, okay, now let's talk business. <laughs> because this is – That the, didn't move I, you at all. It did move me. I would say, you, you see my friend here? Now, do you want to deal with him or do you want to deal with me? All right, now let's talk business. Right? That's why we, you and I would be very effective okay. together because it's obvious – the NFL wants a 17-game season more than anything else, right? They want to try to strong-arm the players into getting it. What do so they the want players know the players money. Right? They want well, they want money. They also want to keep the networks viable. I mean, you see in programming right now, ratings are down everywhere. The last bastion of ratings gold is live sports programming. That's right? all it is. It's why it's why Fox Sports One and Fox Sports Two are airing live sports programming of whether it's from English Premier League, something else, or it's bowling. Live sporting events are the last bastion of high ratings. It's been all because show, right? everything you else that. you could tape or watch or watch later, right? right? The only thing that you can't and that's why advertisers gravitate towards live sporting events. People want to watch the game live. I'm not coming home no, nobody and watching is. the game uh, four hours later after I know what happened already, right? No, nobody, nobody does Nobody that. does nobody. People can say they do it, but they nobody don't. Nobody watches that. But this is where the networks need it because they want to stay viable because they want to keep the NFL. You know, we talked to Jason Cole last night uh, on, on my show, and he's a longtime NFL insider who says, look, the networks right now are worried they're going to get bought out by Amazon or Google who they're going to want to improve their their news covering, they're going to say, well, let's just buy NBC. We have the money. Let's just buy NBC, and suddenly NBC loses things. The networks want to stay viable, and they need it because, look, live sports programming is what they have. So I know that you want this more than anything. So now you got to give me some stuff. Now, is it going to be lifetime health care, or can I get 10 years health care? Coming out after, and then we'll live to fight another day in the next CBA, which is going to come up in five years. Can it be more of, hey, here's less games you need to play to gain that health care because the percentage of games you play. There's things you can get from them in a large way because they need the 17th game. So if you can if you can use that as, all right, we'll accept it in the end instead of fighting, 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 but you're going to accept it and you're going to give us X, Y, and Z, they will be able to get stuff. But the 17 games, what the players have to realize, it's happening. All right, eventually I, we're getting happening. 17 games. I don't, it I don't, is going to happen. And then we're going to have an 18-game season, I don't, the next CBA. I don't think that that's automatic. It's happening. They'll get, rid of the, they'll get rid of the preseason games no. after last year, the, the abomination of that game in Canada. They'll get rid of, if not all the preseason, all but like one game, and we're going to add one game at the end of the year. It's going to happen. The, the, the NFL I, wants it. It's going to happen. They want it, but the players have not so far now, unless they totally roll over uh, at the end. I'm not buying it that it's a, a foregone conclusion because the players got to get more out of it this time around, Jason. The surest way to win this Valentine's is with our new partner, 1-800-Flowers. Right now, get 18 red roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code Patrick. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, we got more NFL on the way and a big breakdown of yesterday's trade deadline. This is Fox. As promised, here's a clip from the big podcast with Shaq. No need wasting time. Oh, you want to get right to it? Oh, yeah, let's get right to it. Oh, oh my right, here we go. Ready? Wait a minute. All business mood today. Well, it's, just, it's not a really business mood. I just don't like it. Uh, this is a weird, weird no, it's story. Not, it's not yes, weird. Yes, it is. It, it is weird. No, it's not weird. Okay. It's, it's, it's the new generation we live in. Yeah, I think you're right. People will feel so comfortable in their house and behind their phones and you know, when they know I'm not around. But I'm not hard to find. 
Yeah. Both both guys had ample opportunity. And what did they do? Put their heads down like the little puppies they are and walk away. Oh, <laughs> now, you yeah. see, Shaq, the idea of Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee wanting to fight you. Okay, this came up, by the way, on, on Danny Green's and it podcast. Did. And it did. Um, I guess Dwight Howard said, uh, quote, I was like uh, to JaVale, hey, man, did you want to fight Shaq? And he was like, man, I did. I did, too. But then there's two things we got to worry about. He's a cop. So if we hurt him, we're going to jail. The hell out of here! You're gonna hurt oh, Jack. No, well, and two, and Jack gets a hold of us, it's over. <laughs> Either one of them. But, yeah. But it just speaks to my leadership abilities because what I did is I made them become good players, and exactly what I wanted, exactly what happened to me. Will Chamberlain and Kareem made me so freaking mad. Well, I didn't want to fight them because of the respect I have for them. See, these young guys don't have respect for the elders, but they made me so mad. I said, "Okay, I'm gonna make y'all remember my name," and. uh I'm uh, noticing their name. You know, JaVale has a couple of championships under his belt, but guess what? You're welcome. I did that. That's what I do. I make people so pissed off. They want to fight me. Kobe wanted to fight me. How many rings you got, B-Dog, Mr. Refreshments? Oh, wait a minute now. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Refreshments, how many rings I got? Me and Kobe, me and had, Kobe has five, you have four. Okay, no, but how many rings do me and Kobe have? Yeah, I got three. Exactly. So that's what a leader does. I ruffle feathers. I know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I know they're playing. But I'm just saying that what I did to to ruffle the feathers made them okay players. Javel has two rings, and Dwight, if they keep playing, he's going to have a ring. And all I can say is, you're welcome. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.